She's decided she would follow their father to town and find out what was happening. It hadn't been very surprising when Lisa had insisted on accompanying her. The two had set out, taking along their maids and four footmen to ward off any highwaymen who might see them as easy pickings. It appeared to have worked. They'd arrived in London unaccosted and would soon arrive at the family townhouse. Hopefully, they would also soon learn what was going on. If he is not there, we shall find out where he is, Suzette finally answered, and was glad Lisa didn't then question her as to how they would manage that because she really had no idea. This was the first time either of them had visited London and she hadn't a clue what to expect. So far, it wasn't very impressive. It seemed a world of endless buildings, all crowding together under a thickening cloud of sea coal smoke which she assumed was from so many hearths being lit this cold morning. Suzette preferred the quiet, tranquil life in the country, where she was able to at least see the sky. The only way Suzette knew they had finally arrived at the Madison townhouse was that the carriage stopped. While it had been in the family for generations, she'd never actually seen the Madison London residence before and found herself peering curiously over it as she stepped out of the carriage. It was rather large and grand-looking, but then it had belonged to their mother's family, the Seftons, and they had been notoriously wealthy. Her grandfather had actually been called Old Moneybag Sefton, due to the wealth he had both inherited and increased. The man had left that wealth to his granddaughters on his death, dividing it three ways to give each of them a dower that would surely have the fortune hunters after them when they debuted or it would have, had he not insisted it be kept a secret. It looks very grand, doesn't it? Lisa murmured, as she paused beside her. Though, a little run down. Suzette nodded silently, not surprised at the small signs of neglect here and there. There had been little money this last year, thanks to her father, and she had no doubt he'd cut back on servants and whatever else he'd felt wasn't absolutely necessary in an effort to save money. After a quick word with the maids, to ensure they oversaw the unloading of their chests, Suzette led Lisa up the front walk. One of the heavy double front doors was opened before they'd reached it. A sleepy-eyed butler peered out, his gaze sliding with some irritation over Suzette and Lisa. There was no doubting his annoyance at such an early call at first, but then his gaze slid to the carriage, Apparently recognising the family crest of the Madison barony, he immediately straightened, his expression becoming much more welcoming. Well, as welcoming as a British butler's face got, Suzette supposed as the man allowed just a hint of a curb to touch the corners of his mouth. My lady's Madison, the man greeted. Suzette nodded, forcing a small smile of her own, as she led Lisa past the man and into the house. Pausing in the entry, she turned back to him, removing her gloves as she asked, Where is our father? Uh... The man looked nonplussed for a moment, his eyes sliding toward the stairs and then along the hall, before he suddenly relaxed and offered, I believe he is in his office, my lady. Suzette glanced up the hall in that direction, spotting the crack of light coming from under one door, and knew at once it must be the office. Leading Lisa that way, she said, Thank you. Our maid shall be following directly. Please have someone show them to rooms we can use while here, and have servants help to prepare them. 
Of course, my lady. The man was moving off up the hall, no doubt in search of the requested servants, even as Suzette reached the door to the office. Too anxious to bother knocking, she opened it at once and started in, only to pause abruptly at the state of the room. The first thing of note was the smell. The acrid scent of stale pipe smoke and old booze permeated the air and struck her like a fist. Suzette wrinkled her nose with a disgust that only increased as her gaze slid over the empty glasses and plates strewn about the room. Most seemed concentrated around two chairs set by the fire, though there were nearly as many covering the desk's surface around their father's slumped form. While the glasses were all empty of liquid, each plate held a half-eaten or untouched meal left to spoil. It was apparent their father had spent most of this last month in this room. Judging by the smell...